May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I confess to having rather mixed views about picnics. Growing up in Cheshire, the main holiday destination was North Wales, with the magnificent beaches of Anglesey and the Lane Peninsula. Nothing, of course, like the beaches of Guernsey, he said quickly. I'm sure the sun shone sometimes, but the prevailing memory of beach picnics is of sandwiches, with a distinct emphasis on the sand, which the Irish Sea blew off the beach and into our lunch. Another memory of picnics is the interest shown by wasps in what we were eating. But picnics can be much more fun. On the top of a mountain, after a satisfying scramble to the top, or fresh food bought just a few minutes previously in a village market. Today's Gospel reading tells us about a joyous picnic. This was such an important event that it's one of only a few stories which we find in each of the four Gospels. What does this miracle tell us? First, that Jesus was worried and that his heart was moved with pity for the whole person, body and soul. He distributes the word for the soul and he offers healing and food for the body. Why doesn't he multiply bread for the millions who are starving on earth today, we ask? At first sight, a reasonable question. But we need to remember that one of the temptations involved the ever so attractive option of turning stones into bread to feed the hungry. That won't do. There is a detail in this gospel that can help us find an answer to these questions. Jesus does not snap his fingers so that the bread and the fish appear, as it were, magically at will. He asked his disciples what they had. He invited them to share what they had five loaves and two fish. And Jesus does the same today. He asks us to share the resources of the earth, at least in regard to the supply of the food. The earth would be able to support significantly more people than presently inhabit the earth. If we were more selective in what we ate and if there were less food and better global distribution. So how can we accuse God of not furnishing enough for everyone when each year we destroy so much food, stuff of which we arrogantly say we have too much, so as to prevent food prices from falling, or because we have bought too much for ourselves? What is the solution? Better distribution, greater solidarity, more sharing. I know it's not so straightforward. We have devised complex economic systems. In many countries, food chain supply relies on a complex production and distribution chain. 
There are irresponsible government leaders in parts of the world who keep many people hungry. Think North Korea and other places. But part of the responsibility is on the shoulders of those countries where food is wasted because it is so readily available. The miracle starts with the disciples admitting that they have five loaves and two fish. They cannot see that this is enough, though, to feed a great crowd. It is just as easy for those who have more than enough food to hold on to what we have, lest this be shared with everyone, and we find ourselves running short. Remember the hoarding at the beginning of lockdown. There is still enough for everyone, unless we continue to destroy the planet entrusted to us. What happens next once the availability of the loaves and the fish is recognised is described carefully. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, Jesus said the blessing, broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. The multiplication of the bread and the fish has always made us think of the multiplication of that other bread, which is the body of Christ. For this reason, the most antique representations of the Eucharist are a basket containing the loaves of bread and on the sides the two fish. We find these in ancient mosaics, even in Palestine. In this service, we are fed with the word of God and with the literal bread of the Eucharist. There remains this task, picking up the fragments left over and making them available to those who did not participate in the banquet, in the picnic. August begins with Lammas Day, the third of the old agricultural festivals, after the blessing of the plough in January and the prayers for the blessing of the crops and animals at Rogation Tide. Lammas was the day when a loaf baked with flour from the newly harvested corn would be brought into church and blessed. We recognise our dependence on God and his creation for the food that we eat. We have plenty. Many have little. God calls us to be active and ensuring that we are wise stewards of the resources of the world which God has entrusted to us. God, our creator and redeemer, calls us to work with him in ensuring that all can receive the benefits of his generous creation and in proclaiming the good news of the hope that is ours in and through Jesus. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.